Hello, everyone, and welcome to PBN Style. You are in the number one podcast for think up startups and scale ups who want to use personal branding and authentic marketing to attract, engage, and convert the right audience. So, if that's something you've been struggling with, you are definitely in the right place. Now, on today's podcast, we're talking something that is near and dear to my heart. Guys, oh, productivity. (laughs) I love it. I have a happy planner that just faithfully comes out every single day. And I have a a hot pink pen that I check off and scratch off all of my things on my to-do list. And I feel so good at the end of the night when it's all checked off. So my guest is Ms. Shaquana Hughes, and she's going to tell us a lot of fun tips. We're going to have a great conversation about productivity and I like workflow too. I'm sure that's going to get in there some way. So if these are challenges that you are facing in your business, definitely stay tuned and listen to this podcast because if you know, like I know, in order to have a successful business, a successful marketing campaign, shoot a successful life, honey, you've got to be able to be productive. So hang tight and we'll be right back. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. All right, everybody. Shaquana, thank you so much for being on the podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Can you tell? I'm really, really excited to talk about productivity. <laughs> I have been called, you know, the workflow queen. So okay. I'll just, you know, just toot my horn. Okay. But before, <laughs> but before I do, let me let me share a little bit about you with everyone. Um, guys, Shaquana knew what it was like to be an entrepreneur, trying to be all things in your business. And she wanted to change that for everybody. So in 2016, she married her 20 years of administrative experience and love of entrepreneurship and launched the Savvy Group Productivity Firm. She started out as a one-woman show. Y'all know what that's like, right? And now has a team of productivity specialists who provide time-saving, stressless support to small business owners all over the United States. She don't know, but depending on what I found out today, she might get another one. (laughs) (laughs) And when she's not saving entrepreneurs time, Shaquana is spending time with her five beautiful children and her husband, Eric. Now, before I move any further, first of all, if she can even say the word productivity after I just read five children, <laughs> that just means she is truly an expert at what she does. And we really need to listen hard and fast about what she has to say on productivity because I have three children and God knows. <laughs> Let's go on though. I want to learn more about Savvy Productivity Group um, because I, like I said, I do love productivity. So tell us a little bit about your journey. You started us off with, you know, we know that you have 20 years of administrative experience, but tell us about that journey and how you came to the point where you decided, yeah, I need to make this a business. Cause I want people to see that, you know, you can do something for a long time and then turn it into, turn it into a business. So, um, about five years ago or so, I had been an administrative. I worked in corporate America all of my adult life. And um, someone, they knew that I was familiar with, you know, administration, productivity, and social media, 
because I had dabbled in entrepreneurship as well. And they asked me to help them with a project that they were working on. Um, they were an entrepreneur and they asked me to help them with some projects that they were working on. And I was helping them with it and thought to myself, someone would probably pay me to do this because I was doing it for them for free, of course. And um, that's where the idea came from. Um, but, but prior to that, I had been in entrepreneurship um, along with being in administration. I also went to school to get my aesthetics license. Okay. I was um, an esthetician. An esthetician. I'm a licensed cosmetologist. Look at there. That's out. And so um, I owned a mobile spa and found out that that was not my passion, that I loved helping people, that I loved being in administration and administrative assisting. And um, I was like, okay, I have been doing that for a while. And I like the entrepreneur aspect of it. The um, aesthetics part of it wasn't really my thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I said, I'm going to do what I love to do. And I'm going to um, continue to be an entrepreneur. And that's really where the idea was born. And with technology and everything being readily available for us, I started to research. I didn't even know what virtual assisting was at the time. Um, but once I started researching and finding out about it, the rest was history. It was like, okay, I can do this. I love that story because um, I've told this story several times, but you know, when we start off in business, at least for me, I started off in business and I knew what I enjoyed. I knew what I really liked to do. When I was in college, I, I, took, I, was, I went to school for marketing and I loved the strategic marketing class, made an A in it. You know, teacher was like bragging on my papers and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and so I just really loved that. But when I graduated from college, I got married, married graduated in May, grad, uh, got married in June yeah. and moved to Texas. And so finding that job, you know, through the school and all that, it didn't work out for me because I couldn't just go anywhere they wanted to send me. I knew I was coming to Texas. So anyway, long story forward, my passion for making people look and feel their best and helping them to get their story out and show them how to strategize about their business. Um, it, 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 the journey of that passion brought me to various stops along the way. And what I like about your story is you did administration for 20 years. Then you had, you got your esthetician's license and you tried that. It was something that you thought you wanted to do and you tried it. Um, probably, you didn't say this, but probably because you have an interest in skincare or you like helping people look good, you saw some, you know, you had, it, but the, the overall idea of like touching people's faces and, you know, doing all that, maybe that didn't appeal to you or maybe just the mobile spa did it, but ultimately you found helping people by way of administrative tasks, social media tasks was, was really where that passion for helping people was supposed to be right so i love that you are showing that example because i think we get bogged down with i did this i guess that's what i'm supposed to be doing and we just don't live a fulfilled life because we didn't we never tried to take that passion we have and apply it to something else for sure for sure for sure um and it's okay i was just talking about this on um instagram 
it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to pivot and change and go a different direction. We get so caught up in these businesses. Our businesses are sometimes our babies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to let my baby go. But sometimes that baby is just not the baby for you at that time. And it's okay to change our mind. And I think we feel like failures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, things don't work out the way that we originally planned. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's, I've been talking about this too. It's a CEO mindset. When you start looking up what CEOs do, how CEOs live, how these big one percenters are growing their businesses and living their lives. The first thing they say is you test it, you test it early to see if it's going to work. If it doesn't work, you move on to the next thing. We can't, we can't lament for long the things that we really wanted to do. We've got to just kind of that wasn't for us that, you know, we just, we got to move to the next thing. But I think we also feel like what you said, the failure, because we don't see how the things we're doing that didn't work out still have a connection to the thing that does work out. Cause if you look at, if you look at my journey or your journey, we both started off doing something that we enjoy. I'm marketing you administration. We decided, you know, circumstances, whatever they were, made us go towards something else. Me, it was, um, I did fashion styling and wardrobe styling and I did hair. That was the thing. And then that didn't really, that, you know, I could do it, you know, I have a skill set. I can, I went to class, learn how to do it, but it wasn't my, (laughs) it wasn't how my passion was being fulfilled. It wasn't like working out. But when I sat back and I really paid attention to what I was all the things that I did, the common denominator was, like I said, I just wanted to make people and businesses look and feel their best and attract the people that they want to attract. Now, I was able to do that with marketing. I was able to do that with fashion styling and, and hair. And I'm able to do that with personal branding. You clearly wanted to help people. You started off in administration. Then you decided, oh, I want to help people look their, you know, make their faces look better and get their skins healthy and all that. So you did that. That is, but that wasn't where your passion landed. It had a journey, it took it, and now you've landed on this and have become very successful doing it. So it's really important for us to, as you know, as you're listening to this podcast, to 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 get that message. It's okay, like she said. It's definitely it's, okay. That's fantastic. So, well, what is the difference between working? I read this on your website. So it says uh, something to the degree that um you want to help people work in their business versus, or you want to help them work in their business versus on their business. Either way, I want to know what the difference is to you. So what is the difference between working in your business versus working on your business? So when you're working in your business, you are doing the administrative task. You are the social media manager. You're the accountant. You are the, um, if you have people that you're working with, you're the manager. The customer service rep. Customer service The janitor. (laughs) Okay. So you are all of these things. The lunch lady. And while you're working in your business, doing all of these things, you're not working on your business, doing the things that are most important. Um, Servicing your clients to the best of your ability, providing the best customer experience that you possibly can, Mm -hmm. Um, providing that special touch um, to your clients and also marketing your business. 
to the best of your ability. You're unable to do those things because you're so focused on the things that are going on in the business. That so you're you not able to work in your zone of genius because right. you're so busy doing the administrative things that could be delegated. Right. And then um, I was talking about this recently as well. When you're doing all of those things, you lose sight of why you got started. Mm -hmm. Sight of that passion that you had when you started and the vision that you have, because now you're doing all of these things that you don't really even like to do. Um, and a lot of the times we get burned out and we quit. So true. That is so true. And I love that you said that because we do. I'm a one woman show. And um, not only do I do all of my work, but I serve that purpose for other people. So I, I do other people's social media, I help them strategize their business. Um, and I have a program that I'm that I've been trying to get out, you know, but when you're a one woman show, and you got to do everybody else's stuff, it's difficult for you to work on your, your programs and your services. I've got a nonprofit that I you know, that I definitely need assistance with. So I certainly understand the the challenge and you're absolutely right. You can get bogged down. Matter of fact, the podcast that, that I just launched today, the episode I launched today is talking about how to stay inspired in hard times. And that's because, you know, we get so frustrated with the ins and outs of working in our business and the stress and overwhelm now we have COVID happening. And so we're at home with our families and things just aren't the way they would normally be because you got your daughter walking in the middle of a podcast, dropping <laughs> off laundry, <laughs> you know, um, you know, Wi-Fi is not working well because kids are at school and they're at home doing school and stuff. And so, you know, it's easy for you to get um, burnout, like you said, and just feel like, you know what, I got into this because I wanted to do X and I'm over here doing A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, and I cannot find time to do X. And so, yeah, we yeah. need you, girl. We need you, girl. Yes, yes, yes. I can't wait to put your website up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <In these laughs> a, <show lot>. notes. <laughs> a lot, a lot of people do. And I saw that, I recognized that, and I honed in on it, but I will be honest with you, um, a lot of my clients are people of other ethnicities, you know, and not African American or Black woman, because we have that um, where we are used to doing everything. We're used Look, to doing everything. I, I, so mm -hmm. A lot of our clients are. Um, you know, of other ethnicities because we don't feel like we need the help or we deserve to have the help or whatever the case may be. And so that's another thing that I'm working on and trying to change, um, just getting more African-American women, Black women to think that you deserve to have that help. You deserve to have and, that help. And sometimes it's not even, because I, I know I, I can read between the lines of that statement, but because there are, there's a lot to read. <laughs> um, but what I will say is I, I certainly agree. And it's not always that, they're, that they don't feel deserving of it. I think women in general, I, I can speak as Black woman because I am a Black woman, so I'm not trying to generalize. I'm speaking for myself but and for my experiences. But I can attest to the fact that um, we not only fear or, or struggle with the, the um, feeling deserving, but we also struggle with the control and not wanting right. to let go of control and um and unfortunately it's not until we do let go of that control and start working on our business and delegate to those who can work in our business 
that we'll see the success that we really want. And then again, here we go back to you're trying to do everything in your business. And so you just decide to give up because you couldn't see the forest for the trees. And so I would, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you are one of those people, black, white, green, yellow, or orange, and you cannot give up control um, and you have the budget to work with someone, use your budget and work with someone because I know for myself, I would be a lot further along. And even some of my clients that I talk to now that I'm doing things with, you know, they're like, I don't know how you know all this stuff, but I'm sure glad you know it because I don't have time nor the inclination to go and try to figure it out. Well, the only reason I know half the stuff I know is because I was the, the solopreneur who couldn't afford, didn't have the budget to get help. So I had to figure it out because I wasn't going to give up. But so many do give up because they don't want to figure it out. And then they want to keep control and don't want to get the help. That is so important. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, We are in a time right now where it is amazing to be in business. It's an amazing time to be in business. And um, having systems and processes in your business it's even more so important than have bringing someone on board so you can relieve some of the stress that you have we will actually be launching a new service um this fall where we teach or we take on the responsibility of setting up systems Mm -hmm. for um business owners because you can have that um freedom or that flexibility without even hiring someone right away. Yes, that's how I survived. I told you workflow systems and processes and productivity are my life. They are my jam. They are my jam. And I cannot agree with you more because that is what kept me going. My husband used to say to me, because I would be at my computer, I'll be setting up my systems and I'd be setting up my pocket. Okay, when this happens, I'm going to do this, 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 this is how this is going to work. And my husband used to say to me, Andre, you're never going to make money if you spend all your time sitting around creating processes. And, and I said, no, 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 because I know what I need to be successful. I don't like the feeling of overwhelm. I don't like feeling like I don't know what's going to happen next or that I'm not in control of what is going to happen next. I don't like that feeling. So I need to have a system in place so that when X happens, I know Y is next and Z is after that. And I tell people, I'm so glad, I'm really glad you mentioned this because with personal branding, that is another big element towards personal branding because people, when I say that, they think, um, webinar, they think uh, websites and logos, they, they, they hear branding. But a personal brand is you really understanding what you need mm-hmm. to navigate not just business, but life. You need to know what you like, what you don't like, what your non negotiables are. And when you set those things in motion, that's a foundation for life and for business and for relationships and everything else. So when you know what you like, And when you know what you don't like, and when you know your non-negotiables, the next step is to create systems and processes that set boundaries, (laughs) set your boundaries up for when you're working with other people, when you're taking on a task. Would you agree? Yes, definitely. You you hit it on the head with that. Um, And like you said, it applies to business and life. Um, your personal life, because when you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, 
it, it intertwines. You know, so if you have things together in your life, it flows over into your business, just like as if you don't have things together in your life, it will flow over into your business. So, um, yeah, we're definitely working on um, helping entrepreneurs do that, because especially in the time that we're in right now, not everyone can afford to bring on a team member or can't, you know, want to hire someone right now. But having those systems in place will give you that same um freedom when they're with you it um, absolutely will so yeah definitely so ha keep that in mind as well and like i said it's a t great time to be in business because they're the the opportunities are limitless with yeah like think about what you can when you can use a system for so um first thing in the morning was your system for getting your day started and making sure that you are tackling the most important things in your day have a system um system for creating content i'm a big believer in um uh time blocking and scheduling time uh, block scheduling um and using my planner i use my calendar also but i i use my planner to jot out like the the specifics of the time block in my calendar what needs to get done when having a system for like creating your content like I, I when I'm working with people, I'm like, you need three me three buckets of content, so we know what type of content we need to create. Like having a system for that, even. Um, you were a podcast. You're a podcast interviewee, so you know I have a system for my podcast. I have systems, and I have a process through which I take my podcast interviewees through, and that makes sure that I have everything I need, like on the back end. So if I follow everything, the podcast. The interview will go well and then on the back end when I render it and the images will go well because I'll have everything I need so I mean you're right like having a system in place and creating that nothing beats having help though I'm not gonna lie I mean I just you know it doesn't and that is the goal okay let me tell you <laughs> yeah. that is the goal it is um but even to that point having those systems is critical and super important but even having technology to assist you mm -hmm. Or as um, like scheduling, for instance, he talked about scheduling, but if you're doing podcast interviews or if you're doing things like that, there are a number of systems that you can use that will take care of that for you. Um, and you talked about boundaries. You can set boundaries around that scheduling. For instance, like I only do calls on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, I set my scheduling up for that. And when someone wants to, you know, talk to me or schedule an appointment with me, they get this link that they click and it has my scheduling availability. Mm -hmm. So take that off of your plate. Mm -hmm. And so you can have things like that in place in your business where um, you have things to automatically take on those tasks for you. Yeah. And, you know, um, I want to get even deeper with that because with your, when you're block scheduling, just like you said, so I have Wednesdays are my days to to um, interview and do live podcasts. Mm -hmm. Mondays are my days to edit the podcast. But back to your point, when you say we set that in our calendar, you can block schedule to the point that I know when I have doctor's appointments, my doctor's appointments go on either a Tuesday or a Thursday. Mm -hmm. And so when you do that in your mind, you have that system, you know, okay, Mondays I do this, Wednesdays I have this on my schedule. 
Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have this amount of time blocked off in these periods. So if some, somebody gets sick, if one of the kids gets sick, or if you know you need to go to the doctor's appointment for an annual, or someone calls you about something personal, you've set those blocks of time up. So you know, okay, these are the best times. Now, will things fall outside of that? Sometimes, yes. But for the most part, when you have control of your calendar, you can, you can navigate. You might have to move something around within that personal time you set for yourself on a Tuesday or a Thursday. Like you might have to say, okay, I can't go to lunch with my husband at one. I'm gonna have to go, you know, have a snack at three because I had to make my doctor's appointment at one or something like that. But you, but for the most part, if you schedule yourself, you have systems, you, you can navigate things in a much, much easier way. And you can be very productive, which brings us back to the questions on the piece of paper. So, <laughs> because that's the whole goal, right? We want to be productive. We want to create, you know, systems help us be more, more productive. So what are you finding that um, most of your clients have happening that's stealing their time? That is stealing their time? All those yeah. things I mentioned before. Um, that stealing their time is working on things in their business. And I speak from experience because when I first started out, I was that person, like I said, one woman show, I was doing everything. And so I was spending more time in my business working on um, going back and forth with people, um, scheduling appointments. Um, I missed out on clients because I didn't follow up or didn't um, mm. have systems in place to um, follow up with them or I say I will send something to them and you know I got so busy that I never sent it. So those types of things falling through the cracks um, is what I'm, I see a lot. And mm. that's it's and, and again it's just so easy to do. I mean we if you're if you're having that problem don't feel bad because we all have the problem yes. even on the best of days. I'm talking from experience. Yeah, even on the best of days. Even if you are a productivity expert there are just days that you know the devil just wins and you just don't get done what you need to get done or you missed out on something. It happens. But what we're trying to tell you is there are ways that you can minimize or mitigate that situation. Right. Okay. So can you tell me um since you know we've talked about some of the common things that are stealing people's time, what are three to five productivity tips that you could give us to be more productive? Um, let's say it's someone who can't afford um, the help right now. What what can we do? You mentioned you know create systems. Right. Um, so the first thing that I would say is, as you mentioned, know what it is that you want. So have a clear understanding of what you want for your days, your weeks, your months, and what you want your clients to experience when they work with you. So once you have a clear picture of those things, then you can break those out into systems. Um, I would say to be more specific, definitely sign up for a scheduling tool. Um, you have Calendly, you have Acuity, you have different scheduling tools that you can sign up for. So when you're working with people, you can automate that scheduling. Um, so that's one thing that you can take off your plate. And like I said, you can set up parameters around that scheduler um, where you know you have 
certain days that you meet with people, certain times that you meet with people, you know, those types of things. And it takes the pressure off of you. Um, another thing that I would say is that you should try to automate as much as possible within your business. Uh, we use Dubsado in our business and um, we use them and we set up our proposals, contracts, invoicing, all of that is automated um, within mm. our business. Yes, so set up some automations with that. Time blocking, like you mentioned before, is extremely important and having that um, together. Um, and then I would say, like I said, in your personal life, have some boundaries around that and definitely schedule some time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Have some time yes. for yourself. Yes, that's so important. I, I, speaking of that, I actually just redid my schedule so that I had time for myself on the weekends. I love like just leisure, Saturday morning, wake up. I still get up early. I mean, I still get up before eight o'clock, eight o'clock ish. Um, but I like to just kind of grab my coffee and sit in the bed and watch Food Network. That's my thing. I like doing that, talking to my best friend on Saturday mornings. But what I was finding is as my client list grew, I was allowing it to creep into that time. So I would not do things Monday through, Monday through Friday because I was like, well, I could get to that thing on Saturday. And what ended up happening was my Saturday was gone. By the I mean, it just ate into everything. So I had to put boundaries around people and clients so I had to say you know okay if you don't have this to me by this day then it won't get done until next week because you have to set expectations and so I switched my I switched my calendar and I was like okay everything I need to get done for my clients has to be done Monday through Friday so Saturday morning when I wake up if I decide to turn my computer on is to do Andrea's business is to take care of the nonprofit business. And if I, if I don't get to it that day, you know, it didn't get done, but I'm not stressed out about making sure that I did something for a paying client. You know what I mean? Um, but you still have, I still had to come to the conclusion that I was like, okay, this, this schedule is not working. This system is not working and I've got to adjust. And like you said, that's okay. Yeah. And it's a, it's a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Um, even for myself, I have to change things, move things around. Um, I'm in the process of doing a huge overhaul in my business, my personal life, everything. So um, it's a work in progress. It won't, everything won't always fit, but um, there's, you should strive to have those systems because once you have those systems and um, things like that in place, it just makes your life so much easier. And going back to what we mentioned before, you can focus on the things that matter the most, whether it be yes. your family, whether it be your, you know, your, you know, having a good client experience with your clients. Um, you know, you can focus on those things that matter the most. So that's 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 the main thing. So, so tell us what you provide. Tell us about your services at Savvy Group Productivity Firm because. Um, you know, obviously I've been to the website and I'm already like, okay, I need to see how much this costs because she might have to go and get her. <laughs> well, <we provide laughs> and, and what your experiences are. Tell me, tell me about your business. Give me some services, girl. Okay. Tell us the tea. 
We provide um, strategy for our clients, first of all. That's where we start. This is a strategy around what it is that you want, kind of going back to what it is that you want for your business. From there, we actually uh, help our clients. Either we walk them through the process or we do it for them, setting up their system. So uh, we work with our clients in their project management tools. Uh, we work with them. What's with your their favorite one? Right now is ClickUp. Girl, I, no, I gotta give that Asana. Asana is my jam. I just graduated from Trello and my business friends, my biz besties, the people that are in the same industry as me, they have been giving me a hard time that I was still using Trello. But um, ClickUp is basically Asana and Trello put together. So you get the best of both worlds with this system. Okay, I'm gonna have to go check it out because I do love it has I do love my sauna. So much functionality, okay? And that's one of the things that we're gonna be working on when I mentioned this fall. We're gonna work with people on setting up their project management tool because that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. You have to have your project management in order to have other systems in place because your project management tool is like the brains of your business. Yes, it, it is. is. That's why I love the thought of changing over. You got me so freaked out. I'm like, oh God, it's easy. It's if I got to switch easy. over my Asana, oh, help me, Jesus. It's very easy. And then uh, we used Upsado as our CRM system. This is a new up and coming um, CRM business management system. Um, it was built for creatives, uh, service providers, you know, people like that, like the industry that we're in and it totally automates your client experience. Mm -hmm. From the time someone reaches out to you to the onboarding process, um, after the client is no longer with you, it's how it can automate that whole thing. So that's another product that we're going to be offering this fall. Um, and helping everyone get that set up, business owners that we're working with. Um, we don't, we started off as a virtual assistance agency um, and we not gotten away from that, but we still offer that to our clients. But what we found was people were hiring virtual assistants and they had no systems and processes in place in their business. And it's hard for you to bring someone on board and you have no clue <laughs> basically you don't have a system you don't have a process and i felt like we were doing our clients a disservice by not um allowing not having that to set up um help those set those systems up and get those systems in place so now that is our primary focus because once you have those systems set up and in place, it's so much easier to bring someone into your business. It is. Uh, That's what I was going to say earlier about what you were talking about is when we're mm -hmm. setting up our systems that we need to make them duplicable because we have to be able, that's why templates are such a big thing. That's why, I mean, I have templates for everything. I like every time I work with somebody, like, here's the template, get in here. And this is what I need you to do is follow this template. And then when I get it, I can move and do my piece. Um, so it's, it's really important to have those templates and, and cause you need it to be able to move quickly. You know, you don't want to have to spend a bunch of time, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, when they can handle some of that stuff themselves, especially the onboarding process. If you walk them through a process, um, when, when they come on board, you can kind of let them do that on their own. And then when you need, when it's time for you to get involved, you can get involved. Mm -hmm. That I love a girl. I love a good template, template for my podcast, template for 
course creation. I've, I've got a template, but I've got a template for everything. <laughs> everything I have a template because it's so important because I just don't like to feel... I have a girlfriend, I've, I've said it before, she always, I feel like she just will jump off of a cliff and she just knows a net is going to appear somewhere. She just doesn't even worry about it. She just jumps off the cliff. I am not that girl. I need to know. Where you the, I need to know that there is a net. I need to know how much weight the net can hold. I need to know <laughs> what is holding the net together. So I don't, I have to know it all before I get started. <laughs> I don't like feeling like I don't know. I don't like feeling, I don't like feeling like that. So I, I get as much as I can in that template and create that process so I know where I'm going. You want that for your team as well when they come. Yes. You want them to know, you know, it's like cloning yourself, you mm -hmm. know, clone yourself, you know, them to be able to know exactly how you like to have things done. Yes. Do you do, um, do you, I guess, in creating systems, have you had to create systems in, um, around product launches, online courses, things of that nature? Yes, 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 we definitely have. Um, as far as like, as far as setting up your systems for product launches, mm -hmm. like specifically. Well, I mean, do you, do you have clients, since you're no longer, since you're not really doing the virtual assistants as much, Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if someone came to you and they have a product to launch, mm -hmm. how do you help them? Is, is that something that you would bring on or are you mostly, I guess what I'm asking is about your client base. Who are you looking for? Who was the perfect client for your business for, for Savvy Group Productivity Firm? It's actually the Sava Group. And I'm so sorry. Sava. Sava. Sorry, everyone. It's Sava. Sava. Um, Sava, not Sava. This was actually called Chic Assist Virtual Assistant. And when I started working with larger clients, I started working with corporate clients. And Chic Assist Virtual Assisting actually just didn't sound real mm -hmm, corporate. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was um, I you married, you made your acronym. And instead of Sava, I apologize, everyone, is a much sexier term, Sava. Uh, yeah, and so, um, and that just made me forget your question. Just what what are you looking oh, for in a client? client. Mm -hmm. so we work with service providers. So um, like people who are in the industry that we're in, uh, we work with a lot of grant writers, marketing firms. Um, so people who have small businesses, one woman shows up to 20 to 30 client, um, team members. So we work with them in setting up their systems. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. You had mentioned doing some social media. Do you still do that as well? We do have people on our team that does that, um, mm -hmm. that still set up social media for our clients. Yes. Okay. They set it up or they actually manage it? Manage it too. Nice. Okay. All right. That's good to know. That's good to know. Good to know. Well, all right. So you mentioned that you did some corporate work. You mentioned that you are helping people set their systems up and everything. What sets you apart from your competition? Because I've spoken to a lot of, uh, well, I'll say virtual assistants. I won't say productivity experts because I sort of fancy myself as one. So I think that what sets us apart from other people is when people work with us, it's kind of like coming into our family. This is not a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am experience. Um, 
we work together, we get to know our clients, and even after we've offboarded them, um, they we, they still have us um, there to support them throughout. And then we do have our team. It's not just me working and doing everything. Everyone in my company has their own area of genius that has to do with systems and setup. And we work well together as a collective for the greater good of your business. Nice. So nice. Um, I know someone who does a collective type uh, business with um, graphic design and uh, web design and things like that. Yeah. And, um, and so that's because always... You don't want to be the only person doing it and then you're stressed. Mm-hmm trying to help other people de-stress and it just you know and then when people have areas that they only focus on they become amazing yes yes that's so true yes and the person who brought everybody together can it's like a relief because before they were trying to do everything before I let you go I have I have a couple more questions but this one wasn't on the sheet but I just said workflow and it made me think I want to talk about workflow for a few minutes so when we when I talk about workflow, one of the things, and, and of course, systems has a big role in workflow. But um, I like to tell people you have to start with the end in mind. Like, what is it that you want this thing to accomplish? And then I always reverse engineer the workflow for them. What are your what's your experience with helping your clients create a, a productive workflow for their business? I would have to say the exact same thing. So that's, we mm-hmm. do that as well. So we start with the end game and we work our way back. And we also, the way that we do things, we break it up into different increments for our clients. So we only focus on this one thing, um, like the lead capture for inches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So getting that lead um, into your system, how do you do that? Um, And then the next step is getting them on your calendar. And then the next step is the proposal contract and invoice process. And then the next step is, so we break it up like that. We break it up into bite-sized chunks. Yes, because it can be very overwhelming when you look at the whole thing. Right. And then um, once you think about, because... If you, when you're setting up your productivity and your systems and things like that, there can be things that you miss if you try to do it all at once. But if you're just focusing on the lead and mm-hmm. focusing on the lead capture and everything that you need for that one particular thing, we can um, map out everything that you need for that lead capture. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, um, discovery calls, scheduling. We focus on everything you need for that. And that once we have all of those pieces together, then we create an entire workflow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. End, and you don't, you don't miss any steps in there um, going through that process. And so I feel like that makes it easier for our clients, especially if they have never done this before. And then it makes it easier for us as well, because mm-hmm. once we put all those pieces together, the end result is just seamless and I like what you said it just takes away the overwhelm too and because I love the bite-sized pieces element because having I mean having done it for myself and other people it can be very overwhelming just to go from think about this is what I want this thing to do this is kind of the direction I'm trying to go but how daunting of a task that is to think about trying to start at the very beginning you know so it's always easier for us to say this is what I want 
this this when I'm finished, this is what I want right here. That's an easy thing to get out of people. Right. But the, if you were to try to show them how to get that one thing all at one time, like their heads would explode. So yeah, I love the bite sizes, bite the elephant, eat the elephant one bite at a time. And it yeah. is an elephant. Awesome. Okay, so I have one last question. I ask everybody this question that comes on the podcast. I want to know how you, Miss Jaquana, would define personal branding. I would say it in one word. Authenticity. Yes! I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> love it. I love be that you. Be you. Let them see you. Let your light shine through. Yes. So good. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, you will, guys will see all of her information down below. She's got some goodies that she wants to share with you. So all of that will be down in the show notes. Make sure you take a look at that. Now, if for some reason you have been listening to this podcast and you are thinking to yourself, I would not know where to begin with this. Okay. As Shaquan and I both have been saying to you, first of all, you need to understand your likes, dislikes, and non-negotiables. And that is where I believe I come in because I can help you with some personal branding. So I want you to click the link in the description box below and join my Facebook group, BTB Boss Talk. I'm sharing tons of information in there. We've got some lives that are going to be happening, some master classes that we do. And Ms. Shaquana doesn't know, but she'll be receiving an invitation to be live in the group as well to talk productivity. So stay tuned for that. And then also Shaquana is giving you um, a, an audit. It's an audit, I think, right? A productivity, productivity assessment. A productivity how, assessment. Yeah. And how that works is if you have systems already that you're using, we can give you some ideas of how to use those within your specific business, your industry. And then if you don't have systems at all, then we can help you decide on what systems you may want to use. Excellent. So we've got some freebies down in the show notes. Do not miss those guys, as well as uh, I will make sure we have her uh, website information, her social media information, so we can all be social and tag each other and everything we're doing. Um, so make sure you look at that down below. Thanks again for being on the show with me, Ms. Jaquana. Guys, don't forget, you're listening to PB and Style. It is the number one podcast for think-ups, startups, and scale-ups who want to use authentic marketing and personal branding to attract, engage, and convert the right people. Come back and listen out next week, guys. We will be right here. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.